and welcome to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your host, Joe Moffat, coming to you live. Yes, I said live. And I'm talking about all the way live from the Jam Studios over here in the beautiful city of Enid, Oklahoma, where right now we, on this lovely Friday the 13th, are supposed to be embarked on an ice-filled journey, coating us with anywhere between a half and a full inch of solid ice over cars, over trees, over streets, over bridges, over dumbass niggas that's stuck outside. And yet it's still pretty damn dry outside. These weather people have been, you know, the meteorologists here in the area, they've been really pushing this thing kind of hard. And then I'll give our meteorologists out here about a good 80% when it comes to, you know, hitting the nail right on the head. But shit, weather's unpredictable. You know, we know and and our thoughts and everything are with everybody out in California that's been experiencing the effects of this same storm that's supposed to be coming in our direction. So, you know, everybody that's in the earshot of, Oh, Joe, you guys be safe uh, tonight and tomorrow. You know, of course, you lose power or anything. Just hunker down. You know, make sure you got as much shit as you can have in the house, you know, to keep you comfortable and keep you from going crazy. And, of course, come and party with us right here on the Joe Moffat Show because my ass is putting out this new track for you niggas today. Yeah, man. So, um, how was everyone's week? Mine was pretty uneventful. I was walking around with a boot yesterday. That was not fucking fun. Uh, my <laughs> shit <laughs> on my damn feet eight hours a day. That that is not cute. And that, and, and for those that are wondering, I, I know there may be that one person that said, "Well, Joe didn't put out a show yesterday." Well, fucker, I didn't get off work till late, and when I got off, I had some shit that I needed to take care of, and unfortunately, it, it kept me away from the mic, so I wasn't able to come in, and I wasn't just going to come in at 6.45 and try to throw out 15 minutes of fuckery. You know, it's it's easy. I can do it, but I want to make sure you guys get a good product. I like putting up good hash and out a good product out there for you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not just going to give y'all a bunch of bullshit, because everybody can eat bullshit, and since I don't give you bullshit, that's the reason why people like my friends over at the Afro Daily... Uh, shout out to y'all calling us, yes, the best comedy podcast, period. That That is a, a straight up review for me, and I'm going to take it for what it is and love it for every minute. So we kind of crunky after I saw that this morning, and I, I, I want to thank those folks for in, enjoying the show. And, of course, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your folks. Don't tell your kids because my ass is crazy, and I don't want to traumatize them little motherfuckers because it is possible that I will get that done. Now, as we love to do here, and kind of what we're going to go back to a little bit today, we got these, this news for you fools because you know this news is crazy as all. Hell. Um, so last week, <laughs> we kind of got some motivation on this week's title after um, Yahoo posted a, accidentally posted an ad about wanting, they were trying to, well, not an ad, they were, they were posting a, a story that they written about uh, the possibility of Trump building a bigger Navy. And they had bigger Navy in quotations. However, there was no B in the statements. And the motherfuckers, instead of putting bigger Navy, put nigger Navy, which prompted black Twitter and all its gloriousness to take advantage of ripping these motherfuckers a new one, which everybody basically coming up with their own ships and everything. And they said that if there was a quote unquote nigger Navy, what would our ships be called? You know, old Joe, I'm going to give it a big old heave-ho and shoot my shot out there on what I think the ship should be called and what should be considered as the quote-unquote nigger navy. I mean, look, we're trying to, it's funny. We're looking at it as a joke, okay? I think sometimes, you know, they could, you know, black Twitter is one of those effects where a lot of people come together with a lot of voices 
and sometimes it's 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 rough and it's rugged, but sometimes it's straight up fun, you know. And we took advantage of straight up fun this go round by laughing at the expense of Yahoo and 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 not really tripping about it, but getting a good joke. I mean, you know, it was an accident, you know. Shit, the, on the keyboard, I think the B and the N are kind of close. And when you trying to get some shit done and you in a rush and you frustrated, nigga, I be at work fucking up all the goddamn time. I mess my goddamn password up trying to clock in the motherfucking work. I make myself five minutes late trying to fucking rush to get this shit in. I'm like, nigga, what is it? No, wait, no, just slow the fuck down, nigga. Goddamn. Hell, pace yourself. When you pace yourself and take your time, you won't fuck up. Ta-da. <laughs> Unless you all fuck up, well, then that's God's will. I ain't got nothing to do with that. That's between you and Jesus. Leave me the fuck out of it. Uh, <laughs> shit. So, so with them putting this article, a lot of everybody took it as a good joke. And everybody, you know, laughed it off, which gave me the title of today's show. Because um, I said I'd want to build USS. I wish a nigga would. Because that, you know, you can't put it out there no different way than I wish a nigga would. This my military. We protecting my country. Nigga, I wish you would come over here and fuck with us. See, it's one thing that's so cracking, so fucking hilarious. When, when people mention about possibly invading America, look, pimp, <laughs> motherfucker, I see what niggas do when they step on a nigga's shoes. What you think we gonna do if you come over here, pimpin'? What you think, this, this country will unite in ways that are unbelievable. Pac said it best years ago, we might, prom we might fight amongst each other, but I promise you this, we will burn your ass down, get us pissed. That's what's up, and that's what it's about. You know? The American, the, the, the American heritage, the, the American spirit, liberty, is alive and well in these our United States of America. And it has to be right now with all of the shit that everybody is so scared that they think we about to go through. You know? It... it I say this to you, friends. Next week, a whole lot of shit about to go down. But it's not going to be what you think it is. Okay? I want y'all to understand this when I say this. Next week, Friday, January 20th, Donald Trump will be inaugurated as president of the United States. I implore all of us. I implore us. To not to continue what we've been doing for years and not even let that shit bother us. I mean, it, it's, it's like people keep saying that there's going to be a catastrophe, like they're planning to have a fucking catastrophe. So what, what some of us, like myself, like other podcasters, like everybody at Pod and Family, like shit, every, every podcast out there, every podcast on iTunes, every podcast on NPR, God damn it, every TV show, every news network, every person, every human being with a voice. You got fucking Facebook and Facebook Live. I don't give a shit. Get your ass on there, too. But we need to continue to push and press for unity and to grow stronger as people in this country because that's how we continue to get through. Who watched Blackish this week? Ooh, I, I, I'm jumping over every story I had to go back to Wednesday night when Anthony Anderson delivered a message through that show directly to all of those that are feeling affected, feeling hurt, feeling enraged, feeling enthralled, feeling, feeling devastated by what happened on November 8, 2016. The aftermath that was felt November 9th, 2016, and to some effect, the same aftermath that's felt right now. I can tell you, people like me, it ain't, <laughs> it ain't affected me much, but it ain't, ain't really nothing popped off yet. He ain't in there. The show ain't started, folks. We sitting here worried about the goddamn previews. We ain't even got to the show, nigga. The movie ain't hit the theaters yet. The shit ain't hit the fans. Okay? Whoever ain't ready, you got one week to get ready. One week to get it going, dying, to do what the hell ever you need to do 
to get your ass ready. Because January 21st, it starts. Yeah, don't don't think that this goddamn show, everybody think the show is on right now. No, this this nigga, this is the shit that's coming to theaters. This is the shit that we're gonna be having to put up with. But the only thing that I can tell you to do to put up with that shit, you can't just avoid it. You're gonna have to be ready. Don't fall for bullshit, ladies and gentlemen. We have a problem with doing that from time to time. But see, what blackish, what, what they pulled off was not really a warning shot, but simply a message. Everybody is concerned and worried and, and don't know what the outcome is going to be. But baby... And like he said on that, I'm, it's kind of hard for me to really be worried about a struggle when black folks been struggling since struggles became struggles, motherfuckers, shit. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat this shit for y'all. Hell, you think it's easy in this world for black folks? Bullshit, it ain't easy for many folks, but it's certainly hard for our asses. I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Black folks been trying to get justice for years. You go back to some of the court cases, the, the landmark court cases that, that fought for equal rights for black people in America, and if you actually count the numbers of years, it's only been around 50, 55. So for maybe 55 years, we have had enough equal rights given to us by this, our United States of America. Okay? Let, let's, let's get real. Everybody saw when Trump won, everybody lost this, this sense of, of, of liberty. They feel like they lost their country. No, baby. You just finally seeing how bullshit unfolds and it's actually affecting your ass. You know. You think black folks had it easy under Obama? Hell no. Was it better? There was a little bit more pride, but it wasn't, it, shit didn't really get no damn better. Did it get worse? Well, in some cases, yeah. I'm, I'm shit. It, it, we got to be real. Look at Chicago. Hell, look at Houston. Look at the shit that's happening in these streets. It ain't no different than shit that happened in years past, but it's just really alarming that it's happening so much. And it should be. Everybody should be fucking alarmed and disturbed and, and want to step in and help. But we too busy focusing on January 20th. Hell, people so focused on January 20th that they've been acting like January 20th came January 6th. They act like it came December 15th. They act like it same November 24th. No, nigga, like I said, the show ain't begun yet. The shit ain't hit the fan. But, but welcome. You... <laughs> I guess everybody been tuned out to some of the bullshit that's been going on in this country. And then as soon as Trump won, everybody's eyes got opened up. Everybody's realizations was like, wow, it's holy shit. Something crazy just happened. No, motherfucker, crazy shit been happening for a long time now. Your ass just, you've been having your blinders on or some shit. Your ass ain't been focusing in on, you've been focusing in on the wrong shit. Hell, when you got your damn blinders on, you ain't paying attention to everything that's going on around you. Baby, times ain't got hard yet. We still holding to some extent. As long as you keep your ass together, you should be fine. You know? If you really want to know how to how to live through tough times, go go talk to that mother we was mentioning about last week that's, that's, that's living in the ghetto, taking care of her kids, trying to handle her business and get them a better way and a better chance at a good life to keep a roof over their head, to keep a food on their damn table. That's what we put up with on a daily basis. And we know y'all do too by, by a large amount of numbers. But for some reason or another, everybody is so distraught about Trump coming in. That's the reason why, you know, I'm, I'm glad that the producers and the writers and the directors and the cast of Blackish finally brought it to light to say, baby, this ain't nothing shocking. This ain't shocking to us. Bullshit been happening to us for years. 
it's motherfuckers still taunting Reaganomics like it was goddamn the, the best glass of sweet tea this side of the goddamn Mississippi. But in the same breath and light, your motherfucking ass didn't realize how bad the goddamn ghetto got destroyed back in them days. The ghetto, ghetto was fucking saturated. Saturated with crack cocaine. When the crack cocaine started to dry up and niggas didn't want to keep dealing with that shit and fucking with crackheads and tearing up the neighborhood, guess what they did? They made rap songs, put the motherfucking ingredients on how to make crack cocaine out on the goddamn radio. So niggas ain't never thought about making crack cocaine and wanted to make some extra cash. Guess what? Now they knew how to make crack cocaine. Don't play with me. Baby, y'all don't understand, man. This shit ain't been easy. Ain't none of this shit been easy. Y'all just ask, just, just catching on to how hard shit can be. And you ain't even got to the hard part yet, because like I said, January 20th ain't showed up yet. You got people like Tommy Lauren, you know, that will openly compare a case of kidnapping to a case of murder. You can't, a crime is a crime. Don't get me wrong. Your ass commit a crime. Your ass needs to go to jail. Your ass going to be in trouble. Plain and simple. I'm, I would be remiss to say, if I didn't say that some crimes, uh, I feel... What was the little dude who got busted? What they say he stole some shit out of somebody's window or some shit? And they giving this nigga 35 years for a simple assault. I mean, a simple robbery or, or you know, stealing some shit, thievery, fuckery. I don't fucking know what it's called. Fuck you. You know? I, I'm, I'm, and they give him 35 years. The shit that he probably stole wasn't worth 20 fucking dollars. But for taxpayers, you got to pay 35 years of expenses to house this nigga in a, fed, in a goddamn penitentiary for doing something stupid. And yeah, it was stupid. They say it's him paying his debt to society, but we paying for his fucking debt. I think that's bullshit. But in the same breath and light, when you have a case of kidnapping and assault, and for this woman to compare this to a case of murder, the two don't fit. Because, I, and, and the, the biggest reason why is because in the case of the kidnapping assault, y'all know which one I'm talking about. I talked about it last week. Them little bastards in fucking Chicago. Them waste of space pieces of shit that thought it was cute to hurt somebody's baby for no fucking reason. Just because they pissed off about something. They ain't even know this fucking kid. Well, well let me pray. One knew the goddamn kid and he just made him a mark for no fucking reason. Nigga ain't never done nothing to nobody. Innocent as hell. Simple, by my understanding. And they take this boy to a hidden place. They, they beat the hell out of him and for damn near two days. And then they released him. And he got to go home. And he went to the hospital and got his wounds covered up. He got to talk to police officers who were able to go and arrest the people that hurt him and put them behind bars so that they can't hurt nobody else. He got to see that justice will prevail because you know good and hell well they're going to throw their black asses knee deep under the jail. That's a given. They'll get the maximum motherfucking sentence. We know that. Justice will prevail in this situation. But to compare this case to the case of Dylan Roth, and to say, I've even seen something where somebody went on change.org, I got an email about it, talking about charging these people, and, and well, I'm sorry, giving them a sentence of death. I hate that I'm having to sit in and have this conversation, ladies and gentlemen. But it's, it's come to my attention that this bullshit has went down, and then this crazy bitch in a public fucking forum 
had the nerve to bring light to comparing these two cases. And I'm telling you right now, there's no comparisons. The young man went home. He'd been at home enjoying cartoons and eating popsicles and, and having people bringing him cookies and cakes and pies, having people walk up to him, give him a hug and a kiss and, and saying, oh, we miss you. We're so happy that you're okay and you're safe and you're all right and everything will be all right. Because to the nine people in that church on that day in Charleston, South Carolina, after what Dylan Roth did, there was no going home. That church was their home, and unfortunately, it was their last home. Nobody was able to take them to the hospital and, and, and fix their wounds so that they could go home. There was no going home for these people. I wonder sometimes where our common sense falls so fucking short that we have the nerve and audacity to put two goddamn situations into a pot that have nothing to do with each other, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to eat vegetables, you don't throw fucking bacon in the goddamn vegetables. You want to know why? Because it becomes fucking pork. It's not vegetables no more. It's not healthy. So why the fuck would you throw pork and vegetables together? If you're trying to eat healthy. So I will throw salt on that bullshit every motherfucking single time. Because that's what it deserves. And I really wish somebody would figure out a way of getting this mustard head bitch the fuck off of TV. Because I'm tired of hearing her shit. I'm tired of having to visit this hoe at least once a month. She just pranced her sorry ass up and down the streets of New York with Charlemagne the coon-ass guard. Him walking up and down, show oh, yeah, me and that bitch buddy, oh yeah, me and that bitch friend, y'all being Mr. Nice and everything. Nigga, fuck you. I am not going to sit there and prompt no nigga just because you done got real once. I'm, You know, <laughs> what the fuck, man? And then she turned around after prancing around with, with, with her so, quote, unquote, black friends. Because you know that's what she called them, right? That's my, I have black friends. <laughs> and then she going to compare the murders of nine black people to the kidnapping and assault of one white kid. You know? to one white kid because if and please don't 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 misjudge what we what I'm about to say but if she, what gets me about her is that she ain't never touched on what Brock Turner did and yes I'm gonna keep throwing that motherfucker under every goddamn bus wheel I can find in this motherfucker you don't know who Brock Turner is? Oh, well, let me enlighten you. Brock motherfucking Turner is the lowdown son of a bitch from Stanford University, the swimmer who on a drunken night walked his raggedy ass around campus, found a young lady passed out, sick, drunk off her ass, behind a dumpster. He doesn't help the young lady back to her room. He doesn't make sure she's okay. No, he whips out his little pencil-ass dick and thinking it was okay to start fucking that young lady right then and there. I'm going to call it what the fuck it is. That sick, twisted bastard raped that young lady right then and there. I ain't never heard Tommy Sorry-ass Lauren say shit about it. If you have, please send me the footage. Because I love how this raggedy bitch can always throw a nigga under the goddamn bus, but when it comes to her own, she, she turn a blind eye. That drives me crazy with some shit the white folks do. I'm sorry. I hate to say it like that, ladies and gentlemen, but some of y'all got life and bullshit terribly confusing. Y'all know I will continue to say that till the day I die. Don't think I done forgot about Bill Cosby's nasty ass. I know that motherfucker out there, too. 
I don't stand with his motherfucking ass. And frankly, I, I noticed that he's another one that was a distraction within the election process because if you haven't noticed, ever since the election, a lot of the bullshit that was getting talked about ain't getting talked about no more. It's a whole lot of shit that's just fell out of the whole news focus. I ain't heard shit about Bill Cosby in over two months. This shit was high quality, grade A, 100% news all throughout the campaign period because it was one of them distractions. You know? Brock Turner wasn't a fucking distraction. That shit went down on a college campus in here and I, United States of America, I just sent my child back to college yesterday. She is now back in her dorm, preparing for her classes Monday morning. And I got to worry about little nasty motherfuckers like this bastard running around. The only difference is my baby lift weights, do squats, play softball, and will probably beat the shit out of somebody. But this young lady that this that got affected by this case, she didn't get that opportunity. Not only didn't she get the opportunity, but this motherfucker got to walk out of jail after after getting only a six month sentence. The cocksucker went home in three. They called it good behavior. I don't think she ever threw Josh Duggar's sorry ass under the bus either. Oh, y'all thought I forgot about him too. Fuck you. So I, I implore Miss Lauren that as long as she wanting to worry about what niggas doing, she also needs to worry about what her own doing and pay attention to what's going on at home while she worried about what's going on in these streets. We'll take care of the streets. You need to start focusing on what's going on in your motherfucking backyard, bitch. And that's all I got to say about that raggedy hoe on this episode of the Joe Moffat Show. Which, I want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at FireFan. It's a new app that's available in iTunes and in Google Play stores. So you can download it to your phone with the playoffs coming up this weekend. Um, if you go in and set up an account and use the code Joe, J-O-E-M-O-F-F-S-H-O-W, you will get 15% off of uh, first-time purchases for coins to be able to play in this weekend's playoff games. Uh, if you never use FireFan, it is an app that lets you basically pick the play to see how the how the game is going to go. Not just pick a winner, but like if you think you're going to get 25 yards, think you're going to get five yards, you can make your picks and then play along with thousands of people, celebrities included, and sports stars. So check it out. It's really neat. Anybody ask, tell them Joe Moffitt from the Joe Moffitt Show sent you. That's my promo for the week. Now, once again, we're still on the news, but we're going to jump to a lighter side of things. Because apparently, y'all know me. See, I ain't really, I, I do this podcast because I'm in the crib. I ain't really necessarily got to worry about a lot of shit that I say. And most of the shit that I say, y'all been enjoying the fuck out of anyway. And sorry if y'all keep hearing me hitting this damn mic. My big ass head keep bumping into it for some damn reason. Um, oh, yeah, I have a big ass head. Fuck you. Y'all know, if you know me, you know this. Don't, this ain't the first goddamn day. Quit playing around. Hell. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, apparently my homie, my, my, my idol, a guy that I look up to, have been looking up to for years in comedy, Mr. Steve Harvey got caught in the news again for some shit that he said. This time it wasn't a fuck up. He said this shit out loud and probably meant it. But Steve was on his show on a network that pay him to be on there and if a motherfucker don't like it, they can simply change the channel. But motherfucker shows talk shit, so I'm going to uh, clap back at your sorry ass because I can, and I think it's fucked up that a nigga can't get away with telling jokes now. He told a joke about Asian men, and everybody got pissed off. Oh, Steve Harvey attacked Asian men and said they were ugly. No. He didn't say they were ugly. They just said they were unattractive. It's a, uh, being unattractive and being ugly is two different things. Because ugly motherfuckers are attractive to somebody. Being unattractive, you can be sexy as hell and still be unattractive. You feel me? But even with what he said, I'm not necessarily, you know, I'm, I'm simply saying that on the words part of it. I think the nigga was just telling a joke. And that's what Steve Harvey does. But for some reason or another, him telling a joke caused a whole bunch of shit. 
Everybody want to talk shit about niggas telling a joke. It's just a joke. And even if it ain't just a joke, I mean, goddamn, it, 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 motherfuckers laughed. <laughs> you know, shit, he ain't fucking no Asian men, so what the fuck does he know? Why would you listen to him? You know, I, goddamn, y'all know Steve Harvey is a comedian. Why they put him on? I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out when did Steve Harvey go from being a comedian to a licensed therapist? Because motherfuckers get pissed off every time he say some shit. Like his ass didn't went to like a college or, or degree program. This nigga didn't went and had eight years of certified training somewhere and got a plaque on the fucking wall. No. He, like me, is just going off a of personal experience. That's it. I ain't got no goddamn training at this shit. I just know a lot. A lot of it's been trained. I've lived a life that has allowed me to be exposed to a lot of shit that I should and possibly should have not been exposed to. Like breast milk. That's another story. We ain't going to that right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell that story later. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't care. One time I was at my dad's office. I was like nine. And I was supposed to be leaving, and in the midst of me leaving, I was sitting around with my dad and his friends and my dad's girlfriend. She was trying to pull me out of the door, but I wasn't ready to leave because I liked hanging out with my dad. And before you know it, we're sitting there talking and chit-chatting, acting a fool. My, pop, my dad's homeboy, Wesley, had this cute chick, this nice young lady that he was partying with, and somehow this bitch shot breast milk clear across the goddamn office, and it landed on my pants. How she did it without nobody seeing her titty really threw me the fuck off. And I think that was their sign of saying, I got, I need to leave. Because some crazy shit was about to happen, and I, as a nine-year-old, didn't need to be around it. So, yes, there's been a lot of shit that my black ass was exposed to at a young age, at an old age, that I probably shouldn't have ever seen. So that is my only authority, ladies and gentlemen, as far as what I talk about and, and how I come up with, with my ideas of, of life and, and shit and craziness, because of what I've experienced. So Steve might have experienced an unattractive Asian man trying to run up on some ass and the nigga didn't succeed. And at that moment, he thought to himself, Asian men can't get no ass. We know that ain't true. We know that's bullshit. Because I'm pretty sure Jackie Chan get plenty of ass. He probably get more pussy than pussy got pussy, motherfucker. On a regular. So, I mean, it was a joke. And motherfuckers get mad over a joke. I'm like, goddamn, why are we so sensitive over jokes? It's a fucking joke. It's just ha ha, chuckle, chuckle, move on. If the shit ain't funny, be like, hey, motherfucker, try again, bitch. You know, ha ha. You know, fuck it. Turn a joke into a joke. But don't get here and get all pissy because you think this nigga don't like Asian men. That ain't what he said. He didn't say he don't like Asian men. He said just some of them are not as attractive as others. And like I said, in some cases, we know that's bullshit. You know? <laughs> I mean, goddamn, what you want from me, man? Hell, I tell fucking jokes. I crack on every goddamn body. I crack on myself. I've had somebody message me one time talking about, Joe, you're being a little hard on yourself. And I'm like, man, I know, but goddamn, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> or I'm like, fuck you. I do what I want. Kiss my ass. So what? <laughs> it's a goddamn joke. Move on. Good grief. So, then, this week, you know I can't talk about my week and things that happen um, without touching home and everything. I haven't really had many alarming stories <laughs> to talk about within my personal life. But, um, and I kind of mentioned I was going to go in on this this week on Twitter and as I do I keep my word other than putting the show out on Thursday fuck you I was like getting home from work yesterday I explained myself leave me the fuck alone now but I would be remiss not to mention the, to you guys who I love the most fucked up shit that I think I've ever been part of in the history of shit and I've been a part of a lot of shit like breast milk Crazy shit. That you think the breast milk is bad, nigga, please. That's nothing. <laughs> okay? <laughs> that ain't shit. Watch yourself. 
You want to hear about the shit Joe Moffat been through? Go back to summer 2001 and come back and holler at me now. But this one here kind of took a huge proverbial psychosis of cake. My loving wife, who um, worships the ground I walk on, and I heard the same. She has been dealing with uh, a situation that arose a few months ago uh, when my stepdaughter was getting ready to go to college. Um, shout out to her. She is a, doing wonderfully at the University of Langston. Uh, very proud of her indeed. Um, and, of course, anybody that sees her wearing the show T-shirt knows that she is well protected by one of the biggest, baddest mafias on the planet. So I suggest you don't fuck with my baby because my mofos will come after you. And that is the wonderful fans of the Joe Moffat Show. Now, so my, my wife was at work, and she gets called into the payroll office. Like I said, she's had a situation going with child sports, things of that nature. Now, our kids are damn near of age to where child sports shouldn't be an issue. But unfortunately, because my stepdaughter needed medical care, we needed to get her something set up because she's going to be playing softball for Langston, you know, which I'll be doing some reports and everything on her doing that because I think that's fucking awesome that she's playing at the collegiate level, level, something she never thought she'd be able to do, but she got good enough to do it, so I'm very proud of her. Um, and I step back on that to say this. I've been in these girls' life for a little over 10 years now. Um, many days of long days and short days, I've been here. I've done it with pride, and there may be some things that might be worth changing, but yet I wouldn't want to go back or make them happen because shit happened for a reason, okay? Now, I say that. Like I said before, they've been here 10 years, 10 over 10 years. So it shocked me when my wife called me and told me why she got pulled into the payroll office. The reason why she got pulled into the payroll office and the payroll manager at the school come asking about all of these things um, pertaining to her address, where she works, where you know her income comes from, things of that nature. Now, we live in Oklahoma. The children live in Oklahoma. This letter, this information was being requested by the state of Texas. To which I think y'all know where I'm going with this. Anybody that's ever dealt with child support, if you've never dealt with child support, I'm bringing you to the climax. Hold on. So they're asking her these questions, and she calls me, just distraught. She's like, I need you to call me now. I was at work, she said, you need, I need you to call me now. I was like, what's going on? She said, you won't believe that they were just asking me questions about my income and questions about where we live and questions about the address of the school and, and all this other stuff. So I said, did they come from Oklahoma? Did they come from Texas? She said, they come from Texas. I said, you know what he did, don't you? She said, what? I said, that motherfucker tried to put you on child support. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. My wife's ex-husband tried to put her on child support through the state of Texas. How it blows my fucking mind. Because, one, you have to have the children in the home with you. They have to be with you. You have to be their main benefactor, their main provider, their main source of needs. The full fulfiller of all things that a child needs. Your ass is supposed to be that. And his ass ain't been that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to put it out there and I don't give a fuck no more. This motherfucker ain't been that in about mm, five years. Okay? And even when he was, he wasn't doing it all on his own. Okay? He had original child support said $1,000 a month. This motherfucker ain't paid that in ages. That shit got cut by $250, not by the state of Texas, not by the state of Oklahoma, not by the child support division of either one of those states. No, it happened because his ass couldn't keep a motherfucking job. Call a spade a spade. I done had job hell the last five years. But every job I done had kicks my child's put off and takes my payments out every motherfucking time. 
be real. I've had hell keeping jobs, but yet my child support has continued to be able to be paid. Yeah, I get a little back. Hell, it, it happens. But I did say a little. There's some sorry motherfuckers out here that get $73,000 back. How the fuck can your ass not provide? If your ass get past $20,000 in back child support, you have literally not done a goddamn thing to help provide for your children ever, you sorry motherfucker. Shout out to my big sister, Jocelyn, who I've mentioned numerous times on this episode, on my shows, and I will continue to mention because she's an amazing person. God blessed me with some of the best big sisters and one little sister and stepsisters that a man could ever ask for because all of these motherfuckers is on point with their shit, and I love them for it. And they've raised beautiful, smart, and well-educated children that will grow up and become great and wonderful people of society. So it is my honor and pleasure to rip this sorry motherfucker apart for her. This bum ass nigga, 73,000 fucking dollars. How the fuck? Nigga, that's a house. That's a motherfucking college tuition for your babies. At least one of them, as expensive as fucking college is. 73 motherfucking stacks is absurdly a large amount of money. Your ass ain't committed a dime to help your babies, you raggedy, limp dick bastard. I don't give a fuck how big and your big, funky dick motherfucker you. I wish you would. See, I ain't gonna drop the note that should one day get your ass to help you meet your motherfucking demise. I'm just going to stay on point with the topic that we're on right now, which is how your sorry ass should have been part of your children's lives years ago and you chose not to be. And just like the motherfucker that I mentioned before, that sorry motherfucker, this nigga was in the child, in the children's life. He does love his daughters. I know the nigga love his daughters. But don't you dare have the nerve and audacity to try to take money from them for your benefit, and they asses ain't even with you. I don't know which is worse, being a bitch nigga that don't give shit or being a bitch nigga that try to take away. For the life of me, I can't understand how the fuck a person feels comfortable doing some shit like that. These your children. These your babies. You say this is your end-all, be-all, beginning and end, and yet your motherfucking ass want to sit here and be a little bitch about it. Handle your fucking business. All these punk-ass fathers that ain't out here taking care of their business, you's a bitch-ass nigga. Stop being that way. Do better. That's my motto of 2017. Do fucking better. It's Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. That man preached how our children are the future of this country. We are those children of the children that were being mentioned at his time. And what have we done? Where are we at? How are we going to continue to grow so that our next generation that's coming up? I got four years to make a goddamn mark before my baby leaves school so that she can have somewhere to land on her feet and not have to worry about struggling and getting it done on her own. We all need to start thinking that way if you have kids, parents. It's not about you no more. I grumble and bitch and moan and complain every time I got to go and lift generators and move big-ass goddamn toolboxes and welding machines and all guitars and TVs and all kind of shit all fucking day long while I got a goddamn college degree. But you know what? I do it to provide for who? My baby. And if that's what I got to do right now to get my ass somewhere better, motherfucker, I'm going to do it. It may be done with pride and a little bit of being pissed off, but oh well, that's my fucking pride. How I use my motherfucking pride is my motherfucking business. So, no, I'm not happy about sitting here, goddamn busted up ankle, back hurt like a son of a bitch. My motherfucking arms is two sizes too goddamn big. Well, I'm actually happy about that, nigga. Goddamn. Nigga, I got the veins coming out. I'm starting to look sexy than a motherfucker doing all this goddamn lifting. Shit. Chicks in there talking about, hey, Joe, you ought to come to the gym with me. I say, Jim D's, nigga, go in this back room. Let's go lift these generators. Shit. Let's move these big-ass riding lawnmowers that ain't got no fucking gas in them. You think them motherfuckers going to move themselves? You going to start something without gas, bitch? Nope. Get to pushing. Hell. 
You ever lifted a goddamn TIG or MIG welding machine? I bet you won't want to do it again. <laughs> Shit, and I ain't talking about one of them new fancy ones with the handle on the top. No, I'm talking about them big old rust-ass yellow ones. I know my construction crews know the fuck I'm talking about, them big-ass country-ass yellow ones that was half welding machine, half fucking generator, and lift that big motherfucker up on the shelf. I wish a nigga would. <laughs> Baby, I do it every day. And looking sexy as fuck while I do it. And I do it to make sure that I got something for my kiddos to be able to feed me and mine. And I have another motherfucker trying to come in here and try to take food off their table. Nigga, fuck you and a boat your ignorant ass fell the fuck off of. I don't give a fuck who he in this. I don't give a fuck who run backwards to go tell this raggedy nigga about it. Please, 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 please tell him. We ain't giving no fucks today, ladies and gentlemen. I told you 2017 was going to be all the way up. This shit is going to be off the motherfucking chain, folks. <laughs> shit, I ain't time to deal with no puss-ass niggas, man. I've been sitting here for a minute, and I ain't going nowhere. Baby. And you better believe why I go to Joe Moffat Show, come with me. Because y'all are my crew, y'all are my people, and I love each and every one of you. One last news story, then I'm going to shove off and let y'all continue the rest of this day. But y'all know I cannot go without mentioning. I know it's Trump. I know he talking about Trump. But can somebody please get that motherfucking video of this nigga having bitches standing up in a motherfucking bed pissing? Somebody please find that goddamn video. Penthouse and already said they gonna put up the million dollars. I'm helping with the motherfucking search. If y'all get that motherfucking video to me, I'll give y'all the motherfucking money. I just want to see it first. I don't give a shit because I want to see how truly crazy the next fucking four years is going to motherfucking. Wait, hold on. Fuck that video. Somebody get me the motherfucking video or the porno that the nigga made a goddamn guest appearance in. I want to see that shit. I know it's going to be a lame-ass skin flick, but it could be entertaining. Who fucking knows? Hell, yes, you heard me. Penthouse Magazine has put up one million motherfucking dollars to anybody that can get the video of our president-elect sitting around watching two raggedy Russian bitches standing in the bed and piss. <laughs> You motherfuckers is worried. Nigga, this shit is going to be fun. But we also have to remember, look, Trump is going to fuck up. This is going to happen. The whole point of everything that I done said today is to bring us into one situation and one thing alone. Because through all the piss, through all the pussy grabbing, through all the walking in on young girls uh, and while they changing clothes, through all the inappropriate comments about his daughters, about this nigga being at a motherfucking press conference threatening to fire his own fucking family. This nigga, next week, seven days, will be sworn in as president of the United Motherfucking State of America. We cannot, we shall not, we won't not, we must not let this raggedy, orange-headed motherfucker get away with fucking up what we find as the great and wonderful country of the United States of America. We shall not, will not, won't not, can't not let this nigga ruin what we didn't motherfucking built. You think our politicians build the shit around you? No, nigga. Who the fuck you think paying the bill? We do. I talk about it all the goddamn time. It's people like I was mentioning earlier, getting 35 fucking motherfucking years for stealing some little ass shit worth 25 motherfucking dollars, and that's going to cost the taxpayers, wherever the net nigga housed, tens of thousands of dollars a year to so this nigga can eat, sleep, and shit in a public, in a private fucking facility with a bunch of other niggas that can eat, sleep, and shit, and probably in there for some bullshit goddamn charges. Quit paying for that shit. We are the taxpayers. We pay for the bridges. We pay for the streets. Ain't nobody doing this shit for us. We go to work paying other motherfuckers. We pay taxes for the fucking companies that we work for, and then them motherfuckers get the money back, and we don't get shit. But 
thank you for your service. But here's $250 so you can go throw a Christmas party on us. What? Chop that up between five niggas. Give me 50 bucks and let me go on by my motherfucking way. Baby. I can party at my house with my fans and my family. And we can have some motherfucking fun in this bitch. Hell. But don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't you dare think that this motherfucker is going to get away with just spouting off that bullshit. Let him get it out of his system. Let him get, well, because I'm going to tell you what, come January 20th, baby, this motherfucker is, his accountability will become in question. And we, fuck a ethics goddamn committee that's right up the street from his ragged ass house. No, nigga, we need to be coming from the very tippy top of Alaska going all the way down to the very fucking bottom of Florida and keeping this nigga in motherfucking line, ladies and gentlemen. We the people need to come together and keep this motherfucker from thinking that he gonna ruin any goddamn thing that we didn't build here. This is our country. This is our land. This land is your land. This land is my land. We do it for us and we gonna keep it together and we ain't gonna let nobody tear us down. Not a goddamn nobody. I don't give a fuck if you voted for Trump. I don't give a fuck if you voted against Trump. I don't give a fuck if you kept your sorry ass home. January 21st, it's on and cracking. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am not here to sit here and employ no message of hate. I want love between us, babe. I want us to love each other because if you do that, we will succeed. We will finally continue to build and see growth to amass wealths beyond all of our wildest dreams. I never understand why we have people living in neighborhoods and they all live in these houses together, but it is so hard to get them to come outside of their houses. You say, and with everybody, I, I, and I, I've, I would love for us to try this. Everybody meet in the middle of the street in your neighborhood. Say every five houses down, two on one side, three on the other. Everybody got issues. Everybody got problems. We come together as a community and put these problems in a pot and work on fixing them together. We may have to do that. We may not have to do a damn thing. I, like I said, I, I, I really don't think this whole Trump being president thing is going to be bad because he's stupid. But we cannot let that, just because he is the president, that don't mean shit. Because what we need to keep putting in our minds is we pay the president's motherfucking salary. Just like there's a motherfucker who pay your salary at your job and hold you accountable at your job while you flipping burgers or flipping goddamn titty tassels. Your ass has accountability at your job. So you better believe we need to make sure that motherfucker is held accountable at his job. I don't think Trump understand what's about to go on, but baby, we about to, it's going to be a new day. And it's time for us to take control of these situations. Not sitting here being in fear, being enlightened. Not worried about what's going to go down and worry about what can be built and brought up out of whatever this shit is going to be. <laughs> but I'll be goddamn if him or if anybody else should be allowed to take down and destroy what we have built here in our United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot allow it to stand. We have to be the difference makers. We have to make sure that our children and their children and the children after them have a chance to express their greatness. But it all starts with us. Okay? The millennials, we all need to step up. It's time for all of us to step the fuck up because right now, it's going to have to be that way for at least four years. At least four. He fuck up. Somebody need to be there to keep his ass in line. 
whether you're a protester, whether you're calling political people's offices, whether you, whatever the hell you're doing, keep doing it to make sure that this motherfucker stays on a path that we want him on. It shouldn't matter who the hell the president is when he's doing what the fuck we tell him as the people to do. We have to put this in our mentalities, folks. We have to start thinking like a business. We have to start thinking like they think of us. They've put us in the position of the business and they've become the people. It's time to flip that shit. We need to flip that shit quick because that's the only way we're going to be able to make it, y'all. That's the only way we're going to be able to succeed. We cannot grow. We cannot grow under bullshit shadow. There it is. So until we're ready to do better, things ain't going to get better, but it's on us. No matter what that nigga do, we need to make sure that it all works out in our favor as we, the American people. Okay? I love all of y'all. You know I do. Every friend I got, every friend I own, I love y'all from the top of your head to the bottom of your funk ass feet. I do this for my son. I do this for my people. But most importantly, I do this for y'all. Okay? Hell, I do it for me. I enjoy it. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy talking to this mic and looking in, and, and, and hopefully soon we'll be able to look in and see in the faces that are considering me as a great show, that are considering me as the best podcast, period, baby. I am excited about that. That's also why I wanted to come back to getting a little real with y'all today because, man, it, next week is coming. It is coming with a vengeance. But we got to be steadfast. We got to be ready. And no matter how big the storm, we got to be able to ride, rock, and run through that motherfucker together. Not in our own little factions, not in our own little cliques, not in our own little arenas. Together. And then we shall succeed. Thank you all very much for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. Before I go, I'm going to do something I haven't done in quite a long time. And I'm sorry that I haven't done it in quite a long time. But I am going to basically put out all of my wonderful people that show me all of the love all over this planet. Particularly those from uh, Trivia Geeks Podcast, uh, the Secret Trans Podcast. Uh, we also have... Uh, my wonderful friends, as I mentioned earlier, Afro Daily, uh, my producer, Hippie Pixie, Miss Juliet Miranda, my friends over at Ice in the Face podcast, Randomly in Random Insanity podcast, um, Nerdtastic for podcast, Geekish podcast, like I said, Secret Transmissions, um, Ice in the Face, we, uh, the people over at Morning Neurosis with Juliet Miranda, uh, my, my folks at M, uh, at M Retail Slave Camp Blood podcast, uh, hold on, we got some more Superhero Speak, Return of Camp Blood podcast We got so many motherfucking people That show us so much love My nigga rambling raw, man, what's going on Our new friends, uh, Between Us Girls That podcast live out of my favorite city Houston motherfucking Texas, baby Man, y'all hold it down Out there for me My friends over via VHS movies and TVs uh, My homegirl head for me I love my afro, we love you too, darling um, Of course the wonderful people over at Part and Family, man. Talk It Out Podcast, Blind Out Podcast, Juice in the Morning Podcast. Everybody that showed me all the love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, some of our new followers, uh, Scorpius Funks, Sugar Daddy Podcast, Cam Pine, Broderick Cool. Um, of course, everybody that showed me all the goddamn love from last week when I put that crazy shit about Wish a Nigga Wood, which is also has sponsored, well, has motivated me to have Wish a Nigga Wood as the title of this episode because I'm telling you now, somebody better send this shit and put it on Trump's desk. You think you're going to get away with fucking up my country? We all standing out here in these streets ready to tell you, I wish a nigga would. Because as soon as you do, your ass will get put back in the goddamn line. And on that note, my name is Joe Moffat. This is the Joe Moffat Show. Thank you all for coming. I will be here next Thursday. Don't piss me off. I will be here. And then, I well, yeah, because we're still going to be talking about the inauguration. And I don't know. I might have to do two shows next week. So 
peace and love to everybody out there. Keep your heads down. Stay good. Be great. If you can't do nothing else, be better than what you was yesterday. Thank you all. I love you. Peace and love. Everybody have a great week. Don't sweat the bullshit, and let's get this money. Like I put on Facebook the other day, we need to figure out how to get this money. So let's get this money and take care of these babies and handle our business. Thank you for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. I love you all. I'm out.